like I'm not a child, but like I'm an adult, but um, lost my parents. So orphanish. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I liked it. I think it was good. Like, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think Sounds it was catchy. Mm, like, very, yeah, yeah, very catchy. Yeah, very like, catchy. So and it really encompasses like what I'm dealing with and kind of what it is to be an, an orphan. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's a journey. I will say that it is a journey for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. But anyway, for, for everyone listening, um, her name is not Orphanish. We're joined by Ashley uh, for the second time. The first time around that was due to technical difficulties, but it doesn't matter. We're back again here now. Um, so thank you once again for joining us. Yes, you know, like, I'm sure this chat yeah. will be just as good as the first time. <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah, and giving us that little intro into like Orphanish and uh, like just why, well, I guess we're going to go into like why you can't, why, why you, we know why you're here, of course, um, but just for the people listening and even watching as to like what led you to kind of even have that boldness to kind of start the page because I think it wasn't too long until until after your parents passed that you kind of set up and just said listen I'm going to make this commitment to tell the world about my story and even just even give them uh, practical tips on how you deal with certain things you know like I guess like we, like we said before adulthood and so you know I think that's like I said I think, I think it's great what you're doing and your confidence in doing it is definitely paying off in terms of you know, reaching people and people actually understanding more about about grief and yeah, and I, I think you're kind of spinning the the narrative on you know orphan orphanage. It's not it's not a, it's not maybe it's not so much a bad word. It's just your, it depends right. on perspective, you know. Right, like you make it what it is, and it's not so much about you being by yourself. Like I've learned that like you're not nearly by yourself in this. Like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that I've met um, just in the past year alone, just of having, uh, well, almost a year of having like orphanage and connecting with people. So um, I just can't believe uh, not only the amount of people that I've met, but just like where they are in the world, like all over, um, all ages, uh, mostly women. So I'm really happy to be talking with both of you because uh, the men in the grief community, while, I mean, they're there, but, uh, maybe not so vocal right now. So, and maybe in time they will be. So I think you both are setting just, um, a wonderful, just example of how talking about your grief journey and what that looks like and how it's going and then connecting with other people is super cool. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I think um, it's, 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 it's a great thing. Well, it's not, grief isn't great. Let me not say that grief isn't great. But I mean, what I would say is great is to, to be on the journey with, with, with Ben. Like, because again, I, it, it wasn't, this wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. I didn't, I didn't plan the right, I'm going to like, it wasn't planned in the sense where I knew we'll, we'll be doing this. Like I knew like, because all I knew was that, yes, we had both, obviously lost our parents like at, at different stages um and, and different points but I didn't think it would just it would just I'll be able to just be so open you know to just talk with him and just be like yeah okay let's do this so I guess that's the one of the silver linings amongst all this you know so yeah we just want to just keep doing it man just keep helping sharing you know and just like you said um there might not be a lot of people who are vo- not vocal right now. Maybe it might be a case, it might take time and that's cool. Or maybe some don't really know where to start. Right. That's again, so hopefully they can find that starting point, whether that's through us, whether that's through someone, whoever it is, whoever it, is it doesn't matter. The, the, the main thing is that they, they, they don't feel alone. They don't feel isolated. You know, that's always one thing. Um, I always kind of say to myself, like when I was going through grief at the time, like almost six years ago now is that there was a, a big thing of isolation as not not looking around and not knowing who I can relate to and as as much as you know you know people around you like family understand what you're going through like siblings but it's not quite there's only so much you, there's only so much you can kind of get from each other 
Whereas when you come across, you know, another, like I guess another person, another guy who's gone through it, you kind of, that's a point of, a point of relation, you know, like that's, you know, you, you can kind of um, get more, I would say, in terms of like people understanding you. Because I, I, I've always been the only guy in the household. So I've always kind of been isolated in a way, but, but, but when you actually lose lose your dad if it, it, it becomes real like my dad wasn't around in the house but he was always kind of, I always knew he was here he wasn't here as in he was in the world but he's just not here so I didn't really feel isolated because if I know if I wanted to see him it's just a matter of going to this place if I wanted to call him just a matter of you know ringing him so it, was, it didn't feel that bad but when when he's actually gone he's actually that actually felt okay this is isolated because he's not here anymore so there's no there's no dad and then when your mom's gone it's like okay there's it's even it's more heightened, you know. So I guess like having this space in the form of this podcast um, it does help. It does help. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if you want to share any any thoughts on that, Ben. Like your kind of um, experiences about just us doing this, and you know. Um, yeah. So I think um, yeah, like like you said before, it wasn't really planned. It just happened. So we just tended to meet each other through um, uh, through my through, through my sister. So that's how I met um Jermaine, and um, obviously we just spoke on um about what um we wanted to include in the podcast, and um obviously um it's two men uh, talking about grief, and obviously. I honestly don't know how people are going to react to it, but I think we just need to focus on um, telling our story and it'll reach um, um, the right people that it needs to reach. And um, yeah, it's just, we're not grief experts or counsellors. We're just sharing our personal experience with what we've gone through and we're just sharing mm-hmm. that with other people so that um, they could relate as well, whether young people or old people. So yeah, we're just talking um, about uh, making it, bringing more awareness to grief. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And I think it's um, just going back to um, what you're doing, actually, I think it's great because, and the reason why I said that is because of like the time in which you kind of decided to kind of start the page. it well, it wasn't too long after after your parents passed. Am I right in saying that? It was like it was about maybe a year after. Yeah, it was yeah. about a year after. Yeah, that's yeah, because that's quite um, because I I can imagine you're still dealing with a, quite a lot at that time in terms of just emotions and even like practical things of, you know, like the estate, you know, um, admin things. So to still kind of have that at bay and still say you know what i'm gonna do this i think that's like that's quite that's very it's, it's confident and very brave because um i kind of feel to myself i don't think i'm able to do that because i don't that just just the sheer emotional mm-hmm. you know what i don't have to describe but that the, the 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 i would say well, what was the word i'm looking for like it's, it's such a hard thing to take on in such a short space of time. Like, um, like how did you kind of get through that mind shift of saying to yourself, yes, I'm dealing with this grief, all these emotions, anything that, and everything else that comes with my parents' loss, but I'm still going to start this page and I'm still going to, I still want to help people. Like how, how was that kind of mind? How did you kind of switch to that mindset or develop it even, not even switch? I think it really started when, so it was after I moved from my hometown to Dallas. I think the change in environment for me really allowed me to start figuring out different ways to help me grieve and figure out what I'm going to do like in life. Um, I recently applied to go back to school Uh, to continue studying psychology so I can do school psychology. And I think my Instagram and starting Orphanish really just kind of gave me the courage to start living life again. I saw a lot of people 
on there who have gone through tremendous loss, different losses, uh, maybe some of the same loss as mine. And um, seeing people every day choose to make the best of life and to live life and honor their loved ones really resonated with me in my journey and what what I was wanting to do uh, moving forward with life. So I think really it's therapeutic for me to have Orphanish. I am able to be transparent and be vulnerable and not receive, well, if I do receive judgment, like I'm not really um, looking for that. I'm really looking for um, talking with people and asking them questions and picking their brain. Um, I've met just, I just keep saying that because it's so true about how many people that I've met and connected with and talked with on maybe not a daily basis, but frequently enough to where we're cheering each other on and we're encouraging each other and we're checking in and making sure we're eating and doing things like that. And I think just having that community was something I was looking for and starting the Instagram page definitely I think is a way to just create the community, continue to create the community that um, I've wanted to see and be a part of. Yeah, that's, I think that's great. That's, and that's essentially what it essentially is about, you know, having a community of people that, you know, you can relate to you know, in, every, in every way and not feel isolated as well, because again, and that's the beauty of, of being amongst people who've been through it as well. There's no judgment, you know what well, they shouldn't be i said as well as they shouldn't be like you know um because at the end of the day you're only expressing this is your story like you're, you're the author but you can you're very much entitled to express it how you want you know um so that's that's there shouldn't idea should should be no judgment and it's good that you've met other people because it makes you feel um when i say it makes you maybe i feel like it makes me feel more um more at home like I don't I don't feel okay I've, I've got I've got people like, I may not I may not know them like person I may not know them personally but I know them personally because I know something so deep about them but and that kind of makes you feel a connection like we may not know each other's last names or even what we do for a living but mm-hmm. we know like something so personal as that and that that kind of that kind of transcends everything else and you just think right I've got connection with you because of this because of that so um is that kind of how you felt uh, like doing orphanage or did you feel a bit did you kind of feel um not isolated but did, you, did it take a while for you to feel connected with with the community like I, I would say I feel like I was connected like almost right away I think another reason why I wanted to do orphanage was because like I wanted to talk about my parents. I didn't want uh, my personal page, I guess. I wouldn't even say my personal page, just my other page. I wasn't comfortable posting like a whole bunch about my parents. I didn't want people to, or people that I didn't maybe tell that my parents passed away to message me and say, oh my gosh, like I didn't know this happened or, when did this happen? Like just questions that I didn't feel like answering. So eventually I just was like, well, let me just look like on Instagram. So like I searched like for hashtags and stuff. So like I found just different pages and kind of just saw how uh, that community was just there and it was supportive and uh, definitely something that I needed being without my parents and not having any brothers or sisters so yeah you just wanted to feel like that page to just be your kind of safe space where you, you can just put um <laughs> your everything out without having to worry about oh what if i put this what's that person gonna say or right. i have to reply to that person it's just it's just out there like it's just um but that's interesting though because i i've never really kind of thought of um well, yeah, well, obviously we don't really, on, the, on our Instagram page, we don't really have, on our podcast page, we don't really have, um, like, it is personal, but it's not personal. Like, I, I think maybe it, it's probably, like, one picture I have of my mum, but it's not, 
but I think uh, it's just like people know obviously that we talk about our parents but we don't necessarily they don't necessarily know what our parents look like that might yeah maybe I might put that on, on a personal social but I don't really I think in the beginning I was a bit kind of uh, scared about not scared sorry that's the wrong word like very apprehensive about putting mention it on my socials because um, there were time when I, times when I mentioned it and I just delete a, delete a post because people start asking me oh what happened how did she die da, 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 da. and then but I feel like so much now because I've just become comfortable talking about it it's not so much that like, if I do put a post up I'm not worried about what people might say because I've I've developed that you know um so yeah it's just it just feels it feels normal, normal now but um like why should we be afraid to just because they're not living on this earth anymore why should we be afraid to talk about them why should we be afraid or not afraid but I guess afraid apprehensive um to post them so yeah like now that I think about it but like now it's like why was I afraid to talk about this like why am I afraid to let other people know what this is actually really like instead of just saying I'm fine like I'm okay like no I'm not okay today this is what's happening or this is what's coming up or I miss my parents I think it's just I've just become a lot more specific a lot more yeah, I guess a lot more specific. Like when people ask me how I am or how am I doing or how am I feeling? Like I'm very specific on like, I'm, oh, I'm not feeling too great today. I didn't sleep. I haven't eaten yet, but whatever the case is, just so people know like what's going on. Um, especially since like when my parents passed, uh, passed and it was sudden to me, I just think like they didn't tell me how they were feeling and what was going on. So I think it's just important just to be honest and transparent as possible. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's quite good um, because what you're, you're not only giving people a, a, a indication as to what your group is like, but you're giving a, a, a true authentic picture, you know, and I'm not saying that people, you can, we're all, we're all um, within our rights to decide what part of our journey we want to share you know because like with everything as much as we talk about set, like grief it doesn't mean we know every single thing exactly. that's been put out there you know so of course some things you want to want to re remain keep close to the chest which is normal understandable um but you were quite you were quite very much vocal with your um like per parents in terms of like you know how they passed away like, i remember watching you know the, the your story about the video you mentioned your dad was um cancer and um i, I think with your mom i think you sh i wasn't quite sure um what it was exactly i don't know if it was did, what what was if you don't mind talking about it that is what was that the um the cause of um of her passing so she did have underlying causes she had kidney failure, okay. renal failure, and she also had diabetes. But when she passed, she basically passed because her heart stopped and it, they weren't able to resuscitate her. So to me, that was interesting because she never um, like had like a diagnosed heart um, issue. That wasn't something that was on my radar. So for her to pass away from that, that's why to me that was sudden because she didn't pass away from any of the other diseases that she had for many years. So I just, that's something I always think about like how she just, her heart just stopped. And I think she just was heartbroken um, about my dad and I think that's honestly just kind of what led to her uh, passing away. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it, it it just takes so much strength. And honestly, like, and I, I've said it so many times because that is not an easy thing. Just even just still having that thought, like, you know, that it was sudden because when we think of sudden um, death, it's not often, it kind of doesn't put your mind at ease at times because uh -huh. like there was no warning there was like I'm not saying it would have been better but sometimes when when you think of certain things you can kind of pinpoint why that happened okay that person that happened because of that 
it was because of this. And but when it's just, like sudden, out of nowhere, like you think, wow, so hmm, that was. Do you almost feel like you just you have all these questions that you just wanna that you can't quite like like vent out, or or have you kind of got to a place where you've kind of I don't want to say gone over it, but made some sort of peace with 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 your um her passing, with your mom's passing. I think both. And I think even with my dad's passing, just the, well, I know that lung cancer, just um, especially in stage four, it kind of goes very quickly, but for it to already be in stage four was the part for me, I didn't understand. How are we catching it now in stage four? Like what happened to stages one, two, and three? Like, how is, how is this not caught? Cause you just don't not have anything. And then one day you wake up with stage four lung cancer. Like that, that doesn't, that, that's not how that works. So that for me was confusing. And for my mom, it was confusing as well. And some days I think about it and it's just like, wow, like that happened so fast. They, like they were here and they literally were gone. Um, and some days I, am at peace with it because I think about them continuing to live on this earth in today, like present time today. And with everything that's going on from Corona to, uh, well, now it's snowing here, but they, I, I don't know where they would be. I don't know where I would be. So I just feel like my, although like I have anxiety now, I feel like my anxiety would be so much more because if they continued living with these uh, illnesses and diseases, how were they able, how are they going to be able to get the treatment that they need and stay safe and stay healthy? Like, I just, I just can't wrap my mind around that. So I think because of that, that gives me peace knowing that they don't have to worry about any of that anymore. They are fine. And I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I know that sounds bad, but um, I think, or I know that my parents did not want me to worry about them and their health. And maybe that's why I didn't know um, ahead of time. And that's why it was sudden for me. Um, it may not have been sudden for them because they may have known that they haven't been feeling well or they were sick or whatever the case may be. But again, they didn't really share that with me. So um, yeah, I was just kind of just, just there. So um, yeah, so I'm at peace with it, but then mm. I question it. So it's, it's both. Um, I probably will do both in a day. So question it, but then be at peace with it. I remember you you talking telling us about an occasion when I don't know what, where where you was at, but someone said something like, and it was just, you were just thinking like, what? Why are you saying this? And what? I can't remember what it was. What? Um, do you remember what that? What that? Yeah, was? Uh, I was talking. Oh yeah, was it a bank? Sorry, you said bank. Wait, was it the bank? Was it a bank? You said Ben. Uh, ben, I said Ben. Uh... Is he from? Did you say? Did you say the bank? No, I was just wondering if it was or not. Oh, was it, yeah, was it someone at the bank? Yeah. Um, yeah, well. I was just wondering if that was. Uh, I don't remember. I think yeah. I do know that someone told me they'll be there in spirit when I, I talked about uh, my wedding. Like, if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that I, was it. Yeah, if I have a wedding. Uh, and I was just oh, saying, yeah, yeah. my parents weren't going to be there, and they said they'll be there in spirit. Yeah, that was it. And it's like, whoa, what the hell? What am I supposed to do? Like, what, what, what does that like? I was like okay, really? I mean, I, I guess the intention was that was supposed to be comforting, but at that moment, it just kind of pushed my grief and my feelings and my loss out the way and just said, well, like, they'll be there still. Like, it's fine. Like, no, it's not fine. Uh, I just felt like it just dismissed how I was feeling for sure. And I was pretty upset. In, in that moment, did you, at any, at any point, maybe 
not so much straight afterwards, but at some point, did you kind of uh, put them up about it? Like, just tell them, like, why did you say that? Or was it something you just kind of left? I just left it alone. I, I don't think I wanted to uh, feel those feelings anymore, uh, get angry during the whole ordeal. I feel like if I was going to say something, it would have been best for me to say it just in that moment um, while it happened. I feel like bringing it back up for me just would have been a lot. So that's why now when people say things that are inconsiderate, I try and correct them nicely, like inconsiderate and like they aren't having good intentions. If someone has good intentions, I feel like they'll figure out how to talk to you and how to say things to you. But if someone doesn't have good intentions and don't care about your feelings, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. So I'm going to correct you or just not say anything because like grieving takes a lot of energy and I just don't have that much time or energy to be spending on just getting upset. So it just depends. Yeah. Like, cause even with brief cliches, yeah, I think we, we've all, I'm sure we've, our, I've used it. I've used it, but I always know like when I say some things, it's, I know it's not, I'm very mindful of what I say. I know it's not coming from from a negative place, right. but like we hear, we often hear so many cliche like grief cliches all the time. Like what, like apart from, apart from that, what is like the most common? Well, not not, not apart from that, but what's like the most common, common cliche or phrase that you hear that that you kind of feel like oh, it's just, it's getting so, like out when I say outplayed it, it, it gets a, a bit rinsed out you hear it too often like is, are there any cliches like that kind of you feel like you're just tired of hearing it um, I gotta think I gotta think I haven't been around too many cliches thank god lately so um Definitely, probably, for sure, just, um, I'm sorry for your loss. Like, I feel like people say that, and it's like a preset text message. Like, you can be so much more personal. Like, especially if people are saying that to you, more than likely they knew, they know you, or um, they may have known the person. So I feel like, you can say like, I'm sorry that you lost your parents or I'm so sorry to hear about whoever. Like, I just feel like we can make that anything so much more personable than I'm sorry for your loss. Like me too. I'm sorry too. Like, mm. but does it have to be personable because the person knows you, but if it's just someone that, that wasn't really close to you and they said, sorry for your loss, is it, is that still a problem or is is it just if it, the person's close to you and, and they say that? Hmm. I think I think for me, if the person is close, but if the person isn't close to me, or I just feel like, you know how you go to fun uh, funerals and there's just lots of people and everybody knows that person. So I feel like because they know that person and the people that are probably saying that to you know you or that person, it should just be from the heart, just no matter what. Like, oh, like I didn't know about your parents. Just, I don't know, just something more just specific and heartwarming. I don't know, you're already in a time of just sorrow and just sadness. I just feel like being generic just doesn't help. It doesn't do much. Yeah. It's true. It's hard because I'm not gonna lie. There's when there's some cases when I I come across people that have lost someone, and I'm just like, it's, I can just I'm so compelled to type sorry for your loss, but I just feel like because because I, I don't really know what to type, but I feel like I have to type something. But it's like I don't wanna like I don't wanna type just uh, anything, um, just anything because kind of it's, it's that kind of a moment where you, I guess like I said in the past, you can come back if you don't. If you don't know what to say in that moment, but even though when I do come back, I don't want to just come back and say sorry for your loss. I want right. to come at least say something meaningful or like something that, that I feel like won't hurt them. Um, and that and that's to anyone. If it, even if I do know them or just anyone 
because whenever like I see someone who's expressed the grief of someone who's someone person who's passed, I always feel like I, I can relate to you in a sense. It's not about me, but I just want to just let you know that I'm sorry that this has happened. But I don't want to say it in so much, in so much, in such a simple way. Like I'm sorry for your loss. Like I want to give more, like express more, because I, you know, because I feel like it's the like the right thing to do. But I guess you're like some people have that. Again, it's not always. Um, there's no ill intent behind it, but some people just have that kind of pre. pre is that pre pre-registered? Sorry for loss. Yeah. Or, yeah, like um, so that, like, yeah. like I think it's just just being compassionate to people, just thinking for a moment, pausing, like wow, like kind of comprehending like what they're saying to you, and then taking a moment. You don't have to respond or right away, and then just saying something thoughtful, like um, like I'm holding you in my heart. Um, I wish I can give you a hug, like just words of comfort I just feel like so programmed to I'm sorry for your loss and these other just things we just say when we can really just try and be compassionate if we take a pause think for 10 seconds and try and not relate to them but just try and understand that this right moment right here is not about you it's about them so try and be comforting in some way I mean, that's how I would want to be treated. So that's why I think that's what I try to do. I'm not saying I'm perfect at mm-hmm. it, um, but I definitely strive to be more compassionate, especially when people say that they've lost someone because it's like, I've heard so many of those preset things and just things people say, and it's not comforting. It's It really just pisses you off. So um yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. Yeah, it's that's true. I think, yeah, I think you're right in terms of especially if you know them, definitely try and be personal. But even 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 me saying that, I'm not kind of saying this to say, like, oh, you know, I'm perfect. I, I always get it right all the time. Because right. there might be something that I just say I'm not and I think and I look back, I think, you know what, I could have maybe just not said something in certain ways, or do you know what I mean? So I'm, it's not to kind of say like, yes, we I know it all, this is how you must do it, but it's just like right. I know nothing. But, like, but we've, we've, all, we've all had the cliches, like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it's just kind of common. Um, I was going to ask you, Ben, what, what's kind of like some common ones that you kind of had that are kind of, that you feel that are, are um, a bit, uh, let's say, like rinsed, that people have rinsed, that you, you hear all the time? Um probably everything happens for everything happens for a reason i don't know it comes across as a bit close-minded in a way because what you implying and saying tell me tell me the reason then tell me the reason what's the reason reason? i'm waiting for the reason you'll never find out the reason like yeah i don't know it just it comes across as generic because it's like you obviously have a reason to say it now because you mentioned the reason but it's like it makes it comes across as um close-minded because you're trying to close the conversation, you know, from from yeah. that's that's the one I hear. And um yeah, that's that's all I could think of. That does it does it does it annoy you or is it just like you just hear it and you just think, okay, like well, okay, this is what's the reason? But do you do you find it annoying or is it just something you just you've just heard all the time? Yeah, something that I, I just hear, but it's like it's not gonna solve the situation from from what's happened. It's like you know, everyone says that to me all the time, but it's like, what's it gonna change? It's not gonna change the outcome, is it? You know. Yeah. Because you're still gonna yeah. go. You're still grieving, you know. Like, like, what what do you guys think of when people say? Um, and it's not. I don't think it's used as as commonly as as compared to some um phrases but when people say oh she would he they wouldn't want you to be like this they wouldn't want you they what they want you to be happy and just not be sad to come like you know I don't like that what, do you, what do you guys think about that I don't like that one because <laughs> how do you know what my parents or my person would want for me like you like that's, I just don't like that. Like, how would you know what they would want for me when I know what they would want for me? Like, they, 
Like, how do you know? How do you know what they want? That one mm. makes me but but what if it what if it's coming from someone who actually knows you and and they knew them quite well? So like for example, like maybe like an aunt or something says, "Oh, she wouldn't want you to be sad." They, he wouldn't want you to be sad. Well, what do they want me to be? Like, mm. like what's okay? Like what's wrong with being sad? I don't know. I think that just goes back to um, people trying to. Uh, put an end to grief um like that's almost like you saying well you shouldn't be sad like don't be sad and it's like well that's a part of like that's an emotion that we're supposed to feel so I think it's okay for me to be sad maybe not sad uh over a long period of time but it's okay for me to be right in this moment sad so I don't like that one either yeah, I think um, well, yeah, I just wanted to put, say one more point. So I think what Ashley said, um, you're going to feel sad, you're going to feel happy because obviously that's part of um, going through grief. And obviously you're not, um, we're not robots or we're not Superman or Superwoman that we're going to be happy 24 seven because we're going to be going through stuff, you know, that will happen. And obviously you're going to go through that emotion like even the the best music, the best music artists in the world are gonna go through um mental health. Like they're not gonna put. I mean, I think people try to put um, an image of someone and thinking that they're happy, but really they're probably going through stuff. So they're pretending to be happy because they don't want to be seen as um this sad person, you know. So yeah, that's. No, it's true. I think you're right because like we're gonna we're gonna go through different emotions of happiness, sadness. But do you know what I think as well? Like there's there can be times when you just want to be sad, just want to be in your feelings for that particular moment or or particular amount of time, and that's cool. But the thing is, when people see that, oh, don't worry, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be sad, but just cool. Like let me be how I'm, how I am today. Tomorrow or the next day, I'll be cool. But it's like. I mean, let, let me be, do you know what I'm gonna say? Let me let me let me have let me have both. You're gonna waver through both. You're gonna be sad sometimes, you're gonna be happy sometimes. Like, of course, you you might and because like because I feel I have a lot of times when I'm, I'm mostly happy all the time, yeah. So I feel like oh so when I'm when I'm sad, I feel like you can't be sad. But right now, all I do for me, I just let myself be what I need to be, and and I feel like that takes away less pressure on my on my mental health. Mm-hmm. because I, because rather than kind of seeing myself, oh, I need to be happy all the time. I need to be um, this, this way all the time. It kind of, it, it puts pressure on me. And the reason why I say that is kind of like, for example, since starting this podcast, like, you know, I, when I, when we, when me and Ben both started, I kind of had this, this idea in my head that I, I kind of had to be, okay, I'm going to, we're going to start this podcast when we're talking about grief, sharing our thoughts, so I must be this kind of person who must have it all together. Like, like I, I, like my grief is done because I'm, I'm now sharing it. So that means I've, 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 I've mastered grief. Like, so I'm, I'm now sharing it to help others who are, st- who are still yet trying to master their grief. But that's not the case. I'm still mastering it. I'm, st- I'm still a, I'm still a, a teacher. I'm still learning certain things. I'm still gonna feel sad. And I think when once I've kind of acknowledged that and felt like, you know what, don't put that pressure of always trying to have it all together or seem like you're happy all the time. It's made the things a lot easier. So when I do when I do feel sad, it's not I don't feel I let myself feel what I need to feel because I, I know that this is just part and parcel of this journey. And it's just life. You could you're not gonna be happy all the time. And and I think sometimes back to what Ben said, like we have this image, especially with with um people especially celebrities or they should be a one way so the minute they don't adhere to certain things or the minute they're sad about something you think like black people often the most uh, common example oh why is this person sad but they were rich they had money mm-hmm. but it's listen like if we had the answers then you know what i mean but it's not that's not how it works life isn't isn't that clear cut you know there are people who are gonna have who are billionaires or they're gonna have mental health. They're gonna, you know, and we might not understand what they're going through, but it's easy to kind of say, "Oh, oh yeah, you you've got money though, so why are you sad?" You don't, <laughs> we don't know that. 
you know, we don't know why, like the, the happiest person you can see all the time and you hear like, oh, you know, they're going through issues. You think, what? This person's happy all the time because they're humans before anything. He's a human. The, your favorite celebrity is a human first before, before he's, he's a, before he or she's a good, a good singer or, or rapper. Like, or, you know what I mean? They're, they're humans first and that's what you need to remember. They're not, you know, um, like who can I use an example? Like even just someone like, um, I don't know if you can use it as an example, like, but wait, but, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you get where, 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 I'm, where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. But like they're, they're humans first, so of course, so and by being human first, we have to. You're you're gonna be vulnerable before anything. Before you're before you're strong, you're vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Before yeah, like that's just that's just how it works. So I think it's it's important to not kind of put people put people on this sort of um, pedestal of perfection that they can't go through stuff because they're or they don't have the right to go through stuff because they live a because they live a wealthy life compared to the average person or do you know do you know what I mean? So like so back to just like people like us going going through grief. There might be times when like, well, there's, there's times when I, I don't even feel like like uh, um, recording because I'm not in a I'm not in a in a good. I just I just I know I'm just, I'm in my I'm in my thoughts I'm in my feelings, but that's that's okay. Like I mean I still I sometimes I still do it. I'm still like, but. It doesn't make me it doesn't make me a fraud because oh one day I'm sad about my, one day I'm sad about my grief I'm sad that I miss my mom it means like oh you know well I thought you you're this guy who just says that you know you show how 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 perfect your grief your grief is how perfect you've kind of um, kept it under wraps but that's listen we're human man we're human we're gonna have we're gonna have days it, it doesn't take away any it doesn't take away from all the hard work if you you know obviously touch wood it doesn't happen but if you decide to you know, cry for three days, you know, does that mean we can't still celebrate, you know, the fact that you start this page, you know, you've gone on to do this interview um, and, you know, help other people. Does that, it doesn't discredit you in any way. Do you know what I mean? Like same, same with us, Ben, like it doesn't, you know, we're humans, we're humans before anything. That's, that's what it is. Like, that's, that's what's important to, to remember, man. You know, so just especially now more than ever, we don't be too hard on yourself because, listen, this I still feel like we're we're in twenty twenty, but just like twenty twenty <laughs> extended. Like, I mean, this whole this whole the past year has been just it's been crazy. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's a lot to to take on mentally. So you have to be kind to yourself. You can't, if anything, be kind to yourself first. Like in terms of like. Don't yeah, don't be hard on yourself, man. It's easier said than done, but I think you have to remember that because you know we are going through going through unusual times, so it's gonna affect us in in different ways. You know, so that's yeah, that's that's just what it is like um, and stuff. But yeah, I think it's it's been um it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good chat, and I think with with the um. One thing I've, I've kind of I've really liked about, um, especially this whole topic area of the grief cliches, is that yeah, just make it just like just think before you kind of type something. Make it a bit more personal because it might go it might go a long way. The person reading it might oh you know that that's, that's a nice message rather than just saying sorry for loss because again we don't know what to say sometimes with these things. That's that's another issue. We don't know what to say. I I've had that times when I don't know what to say to someone like. And and you wanna you wanna say something, but you don't wanna say the wrong thing. Right. So by default, you just say, you know, okay, sorry if you lost. But sometimes have a think and maybe come back and write something. And just yeah, just make it personal. Like don't don't be dismissive. But I, I know I know again, people don't always mean bad by it. Do you know what I mean? They might generally be sorry for for your loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just I guess you just gotta take it. Um, you know, That's why we definitely have to. Yeah talk about these things and have these conversations because if we're talking about it then we'll probably go out maybe not today but eventually and have a conversation with someone else and eventually these cliches will hopefully be gone but I think just acknowledging that they exist and knowing that uh, people do have good intentions but there are better ways to be personable and to express like your condolences so I think uh, just bringing it up, though, I think we're 
we're going to be on the right track. And hopefully in the next, I don't know how many years, we can kind of eradicate those cliches and replace them mm. with just yeah, it's just, it's just step by step. Just little little things. Yeah, it's just it's just step by step, you know. And like I said, I'm I, like I'm not saying it to say that like, I I always know what to say. It's not. It's just yeah. a, a thing for we can all learn. Like you know, I'm not. No one's. I'm not an expert. Any in this. Like, I'm just still learning. I'm just just kind of think of how I would see it, you know. So there's definitely um. Everything is when it comes to grief is about conversation and just having, you know, just like kind of putting some things out there and not and knowing that okay, look, there's a lot of things that amongst people that people don't know about, people know about, but maybe if you like said it this way or or then this way, like it might help, you know, you just you just don't know because it's very much still like a taboo thing, like you know, um, because loss it, it brings about so many different feelings. We don't know how someone's gonna take that loss you know of of a parent of a loved one what emotions they're thinking so it's very hard to kind of like pinpoint a particular set of words that will help them ease ease those kind of conflicting emotions it's hard you just don't know like not you you can you can you can say something cliche you can say something very personal but they might not change how they're feeling it's very but i feel like just yeah but showing that saying something and, and it being sincere kind of just shows that okay you know you care but at that moment in time they might not really they might not really they might be in, in so engulfed in their own thoughts they might not realize that but if you know you're genuine i think i think that, that's the main thing being genuine about what you're saying so even if you do say sorry for your loss and you are genuine so so that then it, it's it's fine but yeah i guess again there's there, like i said there's better there are better phrases just to phrase use. It yeah, you can you like know. add some more word there, add a comma, put another phrase with it. I just feel like, like there's just more, especially yeah. if, like, like there's just more you can do, especially if you're just saying it or like texting it. Like in that moment, you're like that person just needs needs something, just needs yeah, compassion, support, love, all those things. Yeah, like definitely. I think it's um I think we said it a bit earlier about spreading awareness and normalizing grief. And um as as we've always said, like you're you're doing it through all finish. Um, but just like before we wrap up, I don't know how much how much you can say or how little you want to say, but just about your you know, your your interview um with that void no voyage Dallas mm -hmm. and like how like that kind of came came about and um what what was the experience like, like like for you? So the magazine features like different people in the community that are doing just literally anything. Um, and I saw people like that were bloggers. I saw fashion designers. I saw chefs, uh, music artists, therapists, just really anything. Uh, people who are doing just great things in the community and people are wanting to share their stories. So I thought it was very cool to not only uh, share my story, but for them to want to share a story about grief, it can be really heavy and very, um, just very triggering in some areas. So I think talking about these things and having these types of conversations um, with magazines on podcasts, it's important because uh, until grief and loss and the things that surround it are normalized, like I feel like people and like, we're gonna continue to feel isolated and like um, grief is something that like, we just can't, like we can't live with it. Like, it's just, it's too hard. And I don't want people to think that um, you can't live with your grief because you can, you can do great things with it. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be by any means, just, um, a journey that's going to end. It's probably going to be a lifelong journey for me. And I think the more that I talk about it and am able to speak about it, it's just helping my heart be able to heal because I'm able to make sense of what's happened 
two years ago because sometimes it almost still feels like it's not real. So I think for me personally talking about it and normalizing what it is to grieve is important. And I just kind of adopted it as like just something I'm gonna work on and uh, kind of incorporate um, even when I go hopefully back to school um, so I can learn more about it. Yeah, I think that's it's good. I think it's a good start to normalizing it because, um, like, I don't want to say go too much into this, um, but I feel like it's important, especially because like black grief is somewhat different. It's not, I would say, it's not very in the mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, like compared to like our counterparts who can probably, you know, talk about grief on a, on on a on a radio station and, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Because that I think that's that's normalizing it as well. Like it's just that they they just they it's a, it's different people groups normalizing it, and that's that's fine. Um, but I think you know like kind of getting more engaged with certain well it depends on the press and what you know the um, the right kind of platform I guess is important. But I think that does when you do find the right one, it does help as well because what you're doing is what is telling your story, but you're normalizing what's it, what what is like as a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Um, especially where like grief is already kind of taboo and uh, our grief can be somewhat um, isolating in the sense where like not but people might people might not really learn about certain things or know about certain things that in certain cultures and backgrounds. So yeah, so I think it's it, it's important to as <laughs> when people do when people do get this opportunity, it's good to like yeah kind of tell tell the world this is what it's like. Right. you know this is how i've been through it because again not, we're not going to have the same experiences it's going to be different so i'm i'm definitely like um i think, I think that's good and I, and I hope you you know you do get more opportunities that, that you feel that are right for you of course where you can kind of just keep sharing because that's all it is that's all it is like you know and you know through starting this page you've you you know you've got this opportunity you probably would have had it had you started but you know but a large part of it, well would you say a large part of it is due to you um starting the starting the page i would think so it definitely just gives me more um confidence to talk about these things to have courage and just know that this is normal and everyone's literally gonna go through this everyone's gonna grieve everyone's gonna lose people close to them so like it's not like this is just gonna happen to me so i want people to know that while right now you may not understand what I'm doing or what I'm going through, but eventually like this is gonna happen to you and like it's gonna happen to you. So um, it's just something to be aware of. And I think people, um, I don't know, people just have, again, like you said, a taboo around grief. So I think it's just gonna take you having to grieve your own loss to being able just to grasp the whole idea fully i think um you just Mm. don't feel that you just don't have that feeling because like i don't know i have like this feeling every day that i have because i know my parents aren't here so yeah it's it's good man it's good well not not the feeling of sadness but i mean it's good that you Oh, like being so bold and like courageous and wanting to just spread awareness despite like still having still get dealing with your own grief still dealing with your emotions but in spite of that you're like you know what i'm still doing this and like i said before that's that is the nature of it like you doing you doing doesn't mean you're still not grieving right you know doesn't mean you you know you don't have like your days where you think all right i'm okay like like i've got closure but i don't have closure Mm-hmm. but I'm still going to go ahead so, and I think that's important too because one thing I do think is, especially for young people is that um, it's hard but there will be a way to go ahead you know because like with like with anything life changing you feel like your world is has just come crumbling down so how am I going to move forward you know um, so even through doing, doing that it's just people that you can go ahead you know that's important for for um, you know, like even for your, your younger self, like, you know, maybe like, well, you wasn't that young when you, well, maybe it's like a, your younger self, like two years ago, or like, 
you know, like a, a younger self in a sense where you, as a little girl, you're telling your, your older self, are oh, you going to go through something? Because we don't understand as, as young adults, we just kind of feel like we know how life's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. You know, never in a million years you would think something as life altering as, oh, both parents, mm-hmm. you know, the only, the only grief you probably think you go through is, you know, grief of, I don't know, like, you know, typical, like, I don't know, breakup, breakup grief where, you know, you know, you know, the typical stuff, not, not something as grief on that scale, you know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely made, made, made you just continue to be great, like you're doing great, um, you know, because I'm a, I believe in giving people their flowers while, while you, you still can, so like, just keep up the good work, man, and you always have, I'm, I, I'm sure I speak for them when I say you always, you always have our support in everything, that you do with, with grief and just you know shine keep shining the light man and yeah well we're always here as well if if it's like a, just a, a casual chat or if you're in that way you just need some uh, uh, some ears to kind of listen listen hit us up you know yeah um, you're one to visit dallas uh not anytime soon it's cold yeah but, i know it's, uh, it's, it's, it's COVID, i, so. I <laughs> so in the summer <laughs> Yeah, when it's yeah, um, definitely. But that's it's been great. It's been great. It's been as expected a good chat. Um, yeah, I think we covered. We've said a lot and a, a lot that I thought a lot of people listening can learn from, um, and even I can learn. We can all learn from because yeah, grief is is it's, it takes. It's gonna take a long time to fully get to a place where you feel hundred percent confident. For some people, they might they might have reached that that point already for some they might still be working towards that point um but i think yeah there's no everyone's timing is different so that's another key thing as well to remember like you know you just because you're you're still grieving or you're still having gone uh gone over certain things it doesn't mean you're you're behind it doesn't mean that you know you um are like stuck in this place of perpetual like sadness you know i think that's important as well like you can talk about your grief as much as you want it doesn't without having to feel like you haven't gone over it, you know? So, right. yeah, but other than that, that's another episode from us with the lovely Ashley um, behind Orphanage, which is more like a resource page as well as a, a page to share your thoughts um, and express your grief and be open about it as well, man, because I think, again, as I've said, that's a brave thing to do. So, you know, I'm sure everyone listening and even watching can can take it probably take a lot from it so guys check out her page um with no delay also the interview um i think i can put the link right for the for the interview yeah, with, yeah. yeah. put a link as yeah. well um find us on youtube by subscribing by hitting the link um as always on apple Podcasts, spotify um i'm always forgetting Radio Republic. I don't know if anyone uses Radio Republic, but that's just like some next, some, some next one. Um, but that, I mean, yeah. Other than that, I don't know any any final words, bro. Um, yeah, I just want to thank Ashley for coming on on the show as well, and obviously telling your story as as well as you being very vulnerable. So we both really appreciate you being on the podcast, and we wish you all the best. Yeah. I appreciate you, Ben, Jermaine. I really, really enjoyed talking to you guys for the second time. Um, second time, lucky. Second time. Um, yeah. Second so time. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, that is a wrap. Another episode, and we'll catch you guys again next week. Stay safe. Stay alert. Stay blessed. <laughs>